0: This is Toastcaster, Volume 19, podcast for Toastmasters. Host, Greg Gazin. This episode, 2008, The Finalists. Today we're going to talk about the book, The Finalist, 2008 a behind-the-scenes look at the World Championship of Public Speaking from the speakers themselves. And I have on the line Rich Hopkins. Rich has actually put the book together. So, Rich, tell us a little bit about the book.
1: Well, the book is designed to really find out from everybody who was in the competition to go back into their background, find out why they got involved in the contest, what it was like for them to go through the different levels. I'd never seen a compilation like this before. I'd seen interviews with one or two, but never everybody who'd participated. And everybody's got a different story. So I thought this would be a great way to put those together and give Toastmasters a good resource for people who want to compete.
0: So was there anything in particular that said, you know, I have to do this, I want to do this? Because obviously you're one of the contestants as well.
1: I wanted to do it because I'd followed up when i appeared in 2006 and i took third place i did win place and show which is a book that's not an e-book it's an actual book and ed hearn who won the championship and douglas wilson who took second and myself put all nine of our speeches the district the region and the world championship speeches together and did background on writing those speeches similar to what's going on with the finalists but it was the speeches and the background In 2008, I didn't place, so I didn't have the same opportunity to do that book. I figured if the top three wanted to do their book, they could do it on their own, or they could come to me and I could help them put it together. But I did want to do something to commemorate this second opportunity that I had to go after the championship, and it seemed like a great way to do that.
0: I think it's a really good idea. In fact, you did mention a, a point that I should mention right away. You mentioned an e book. This book is available or is available electronically. I believe people can go to your website, richhopkins.net, and sign up and download it for free. And the whole idea is that this book is going to be given away.
1: Correct. Everybody's got access to it. All ten of the people who wrote it have the book, and some of them will have it on their websites. Some of them may be giving away a printed copy or selling it for just a dollar or two at a district conference. Uh, for me, like you said, you go to richhopkins.net, you sign up for my newsletter, which is on Champions of Choice, helping people become better equipped to make choices so they can look to their future. That's really what I talk about most of the time in my speaking career. They sign up for that, and they will get direct access to a PDF of the book.
0: I've actually just been reading through it, and it's just incredible. What's, what's really interesting is that I was at the international competition, and of course I was just floored by, by the caliber of the speeches and the caliber of the presentations. I would have been pretty hard-pressed to be a judge. I think I would have had some challenges. I really like the way it's laid out. It looks like you have each speaker has his or her own section, and it's really told. It's their story that they're telling themselves
1: speaker wrote their own section. They supplied all the information I didn't write for them. They wrote anywhere between 1,000 to 2,000 words on their experience, and some went longer than others, and some got more personal than others. There are definitely 10 distinct point of views on the contest. And as you mentioned, they each have a page uh, to themselves that gives you an opportunity to contact them if you want to reach them and have them come speak at your district or you have another event you need a speaker at and somebody in that book appeals to you, you can contact them and get them into your uh, venue.
0: I'm also seeing that some of the speakers actually put a good resume up there as well. You know it would be really interesting exercises to read through each section and then go back or read through the, the portion on each speaker and then actually go back and listen to their speeches.
1: Definitely, because you go back and you read what they put into it, and it gives you a new appreciation for what they were going through on stage, in Mm -hmm. the moment. To read LaShunda's section and to realize that she had been sick just the night before and into the morning before she got up to give her championship speech, it gives you a new appreciation for what speakers put themselves through to get into that position.
0: Yes, our, all our hearts and our thoughts are with Lashandra, and hoping everything goes really, really, really well.
1: The last update I've received on Lashundra is that she's still in the hospital at Baylor University. I haven't gotten many updates, and to me, no news is good news. I know that right as the finalist was finishing up, she was going in for another surgery and haven't heard anything from that. So I would assume she's still recovering and expecting to be up and out of bed as soon as possible.
0: Oh, that is fantastic. That's that's great news. Without giving away too much, what I really liked about the presentations from each one of the speakers is their brutal honesty in terms of what they were doing, what they were going through, what they were thinking at the time.
1: Yeah, people really opened themselves up for this. I was really impressed when I started getting the submissions in because I wasn't sure what they would write, how much of themselves they would reveal. And some of them were brutally honest with how they felt about the process, how they felt about us getting together before the championship. We had an email situation where we were actually talking to each other throughout the summer. Of course, we couldn't do that with the two international contestants, but I had tracked down all eight of us who had won our regions and we created a small internet uh, get together where we could email each other and keep each other up to date, share our emotions if we wanted. Some participated a lot; others chose to stay in the background. But David Brooks had mentioned that that was the first time he'd ever heard of contestants communicating like that beforehand or getting together for dinner, two nights before the contest. So. Hopefully we've started a precedent just to let people be friends when they compete instead of completely a set of competitors going up after the prize.
0: That's absolutely amazing. I was talking to Martin Pressey. Of course, he's the District 42. He's the Region 4 representative, and he's from from nearby where where I live.
1: Martin Pressey actually set up that dinner. So I'm very Grateful to him for making sure we had a place to go and to take the initiative on setting that up.
0: When he mentioned it to me, I was totally floored, but at the same time, I was extremely happy. It almost reminded me a little bit of the American Idol or the Canadian Idol, where they are in competition, but yet they're still feeling for each other. They're they're hugging each other, and they're all sort of rooting, realizing that there are only 10 positions, and there's only one person that can win, one person that can come in second, and one person that can come in third.
1: If, absolutely and really you look at it and that was another aspect of the book is that all ten kind of us were champions for a moment at the region level or at the DNAR level we were all champions and you're winning all the way so to say that you're suddenly not a champion because you didn't win the big trophy is really doing yourself a disservice Even if the only thing you do is win a trophy at the club level, you're a champion. And frankly, even if all you've done is get the courage to compete in the first place, you're doing something you've not done before, you're doing a new speech, you're putting yourself in harm's way in front of a group of judges, and you're a champion.
0: Oh, absolutely. It does take a lot of courage to get to that level. I also noticed that Jim Key was great enough to to do a forward for you.
1: Jim was great. Jim and I have been friends for the past few years. I ran into him at the Region 1 conference in 2005. He and Randy Harvey were speaking at that particular conference, and we've been friends ever since, mostly by email. He's taken a look at a few of my speeches over the years, and I thought of him as we got to the point where I needed someone to write a foreword, just because he's... He's been there not just as a champion, but also the other two times where he came close but didn't win it. So he could see the process for those of us that had been there more than once, myself and Jock Elliott, for the people who went and didn't win, and see it from Lashenda's point of view, going and actually winning it. So I thought he could provide the best perspective of the champions that I knew, and besides, David Brooks had already written me forward for Win, Place, and Shell, so I didn't want to bother him again.
0: <laughs> I picked up his video when I believe he played for the, Jim Key was our keynote at the District 42 conference. I think it was in, ooh, it might have been 2005 in, in Calgary. I think it was in Calgary. And I picked up his video and I pull it out every once in a while and I, and I watch it. <laughs>
1: Jim is amazing. When you watch his speeches, you really get a sense of a speaker who a speaker who is absolutely top level because he knows how to handle the crowd, he knows how to turn a phrase, and he's absolutely authentic.
0: And even looking just again just sort of scrolling through the book here. That's a nice thing too about having a PDF, you can scroll through it, you can do a search. But I also noticed here that for people who may not be toastmasters, there's actually a little discussion about the international contest itself so a book like this would actually appeal to anyone who just has any interest in communication and and leadership skills.
1: Absolutely and it in a sense is a sales piece for Toastmasters. I love Toastmasters but I feel they do not use the contest as a marketing piece enough. I think people it can rally around the contest, and that would provide a lot of interest, even if they weren't planning on competing themselves. Uh, getting involved, knowing about Toastmasters because it's highly publicized with an annual contest, I think, could really increase our overall membership. And if this book goes out to people who aren't Toastmasters and at least increases awareness, all the better for our our organization. But at the same time, this piece is not endorsed by Toastmasters. I've worked very hard not to violate any copyrights for Toastmasters. So, Dan Rex, if you're listening, I'm safe. (laughs) But I do want to promote Toastmasters because it's been a very big part of my life for the last 10 years.
0: Well, it certainly looks like, because I haven't read it in its entirety, because I've only had it for a couple of days, but I have been reading through some of the chapters. And again, having known Martin, I could read through his, and knowing his story, I can say, yeah, that makes sense. And also reading through some of the others, again, I think that it really puts things into perspective, and I think it's it'll also help people in terms of their own career path or even just the way they develop their own speeches.
1: I would agree. It gives people... An opportunity to look and see how other people handle pressure as they move along a, a path. People have to make choices at each juncture, from the choice to compete to the choice of determining which speech to use, choosing which coaches to listen to, and which coaches that perhaps don't match with you. And that's the hardest thing in the world when you're dealing with two world champions. And one of them gives you a piece of advice about your speech, and the other tells you the exact opposite. How do you choose? They're both champions, but we face those kinds of decisions in life every day.
0: I think you have to look at it and just see what works for you.
1: That's right. In the end, the only person who's going up there on stage is you, and you don't want to get off the stage thinking, I didn't do what I wanted to do. I did what I thought they wanted me to do, whether they is the champion you talk to, the judges, or the audience.
0: But as you said earlier in our conversation, it doesn't matter where you place in that contest. By being there, you are a winner.
1: Absolutely.
0: So is there going to be a 2009 version, you think?
1: We'll see. It depends on who the 10 people are and if they want to participate. I certainly would love to get back there myself. I've got an area contest coming up Saturday, so we'll continue our trek towards the World Championship again.
0: And, of course, you are working on, you've got another book coming out. Just give us a quick tidbit, but don't give too much away.
1: Sure. It's called Win, Place, and Laugh. It's a book filled with speeches that use humor in different ways and that also provides analysis on that humor. we got several writers all teaming up to put their different stories into the book, including several from your area.
0: Yep, there's a few people in there from District 42. Won't say too much, don't want to give it away, but I'm sure we'll be talking in a few weeks.
1: Definitely, I can't wait to have the book in its completed form and start giving everybody their proper due because people have worked very hard on this for the last several months. And I think it's going to be a very helpful book for anybody who wants to use humor in their speaking uh, or her needs to use humor in their speaking, which is pretty much everybody.
0: And that will be a hardcover book,
1: correct? It'll, it'll be a paperback, okay. but it will be an actual book. Okay. You will hold it in your hands.
0: Awesome. Well, Rich, thank you very much for taking the time. Any final words of wisdom or comments for our listeners?
1: I would say that everybody needs to compete at least once in their Toastmaster's career and not for the sake of competing to win but to learn to become a better speaker competition is one of the few places you can get into it give the same speech more than once to hone your speech and whether your goal is to win the world championship or just to be a better speaker The contest is one of the best ways inside of Coastmasters to make that happen. So don't get worried that you're going to have to go to the area contest or you're going to have to break out your schedule for district and region and, oh, no, what if I make it? Worry about the opportunity to make yourself better and go for it.
0: Those are great words of wisdom. Rich Hopkins, thank you very much. You can reach Rich. By going to richhopkins.net. This is Greg Gazin, Toastcaster.com. We'll talk to you soon. So, that was our chat with Rich Hopkins, one of the finalists of the 2008 International Championship of Public Speaking that was held at the International Conference in August in 2006 in our home district, District 42, and it was held in Calgary, Alberta. If you're listening to this podcast at the Podbean site, you could click on the link in the notes that will take you to richhopkins.net, or go directly to richhopkins.net where you can actually download a copy of the finalists' book, ebook. It's free, and it's 66 pages, and it's excellent reading. This is Greg Gazen. Thank you for tuning in. Please come back to Toastcaster.com.